Welcome to the Conquer Your Battlefield podcast, where we come together to discuss some of the more significant struggles and metaphorical battlefields that we've faced along our journeys and share some insight on how we've conquered them. I'm J.D. McGibney, and today I'll be chatting with one of my favorite human beings on the entire planet, someone that has paved an impressive career in entertainment, is a model example of growth and determination, and has one of the most charitable hearts in the entire universe. You might recognize her elegant and melodically commanding voice as Halo from Young Justice, General Yunnan from Amphibia, and even the legendary Talia al Ghul from the DC Animated Universe. Zara Fuzzle, how are you doing today? Hi, JD. I'm doing great. <laughs> how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for the extremely <laughs> flattering introduction. <laughs> You're very welcome. You definitely deserve such a flattering and uh, uplifting introduction for being such an amazing person. <laughs> well, today, we are going to be talking about mindfulness. For those who are not familiar with what mindfulness is, it is a type of meditation in which one focuses on being intensely aware of what they're sensing and feeling in the moment without interpretation or judgment. It is the practice of purposefully bringing one's attention to the present moment without evaluation. Some of the benefits of mindfulness are reduction of stress, anxiety, decreased rumination, and strengthening of personal relationships. Mindfulness is also an amazing tool for helping to prevent burnout. Burnout is chronic workplace stress that, is not, that has not been successfully managed. Practicing mindfulness helps bring oneself into the moment to analyze how they're feeling in any given, so, uh, any given situation, allowing for immediate recognition of fatigue. For anyone working in the entertainment industry, as for anyone that runs any kind of small business or anyone in any kind of professional or high-stress setting, Practicing mindfulness can help regulate yourself and maintain healthy habits while simultaneously achieving those career goals. Zara, you've had a very long and productive career that has provided some amazing opportunities and has allowed you to literally fulfill childhood dreams and aspirations. What has it been like in your experience finding a balance between work and recreation in order to avoid burnout? And was there any specific moment that really caused you to pause and say, I need to take better care of myself? Yeah, wow. Um, it's a great question. If I'm being completely honest, um, I'll paint a little picture for you. I Please. had been working pretty steadily as an actor, primarily in animation, video games, commercial voiceover and promo voiceover. Uh, I'd been working pretty steadily since about 2015, um, where that's kind of been my only thing I've been doing very grateful and on camera work as well. Super, super grateful for that. Um, but I was reaching a point in 2019 where for the first time ever, I was approaching that feeling of burnt out where the, the way I can describe it for me is like I would come home from a long day of various gigs. I would come home and I wouldn't want to do anything. The idea of getting up to do an audition was untenable. It was like there was no fun or joy. It was like, I'm home. I just want to exist in this space and not talk to anybody, um, not do anything. And kind of what had been leading up to that was part of what I do as a voice actor specifically is I collaborate with a group of creatives 
often multiple groups multiple times a day. So an example of what I was doing in 2019, I might have spent the morning doing a car commercial. And then I spent the afternoon doing an animated series record. And then at the end of the day, I would go do this promo work um, at a major network company. So here you have kind of three sets of collaborators. And I, as the artist going in, am very much expe expected to, yes, be a collaborator, but more than that, sometimes you feel like you're an instrument that they are playing and plucking. Mm. And so you have to be really flexible. You have to understand and manage the personalities in each of those rooms and adapt to three different styles of direction or collaboration. It takes a lot of energy out of you, even as somebody who I love being around people. I love that collaboration. That's why I became an actor. But when you're doing it multiple times a day, literally driving from one place in town to another place in town to another place in town and kind of putting on a hat, taking it off, putting on a hat, taking it off. At the end of the day, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to, you know, there's this sense of like, let me out. <laughs> yeah, you just want to shut off for a moment and have that moment of like tears. You want, you want to be to yourself. You want to have like, the ability to just have your own thoughts kind of like roam free and just like, yeah. like you said, exist. Yes, exactly. And it takes a moment to kind of recalibrate, okay, that was my instrument being played in these different ways. Let me get back to my own base. So when I'm with my friends or my partner or my family, I can be and not be in work mode. Because once you're in work mode, and if you're in work mode for so long, it kind of, it takes me a minute to shrug it off. Yeah, it's a completely different mindset. Yeah. So this was kind of my entire 2019. I'm so thankful. I got to work on so many cool things. I got to earn a great living for myself and my family. But then when the pandemic hit in early 2020, it forced me to take a break and to reevaluate the road I was headed on, which was completely headed for burnout. Um, and so now going back into work, going back into the world, I've been trying to be more mindful of how to avoid that feeling of, you know, being a servant to many masters. I've been trying to fortify um, my myself so that when I go into those situations, it doesn't take so much of my energy so that I have some left at the end of the day. And it's also meant consciously saying no to a lot of things I would have said yes to otherwise. And that's the biggest challenge I find myself today, a couple years removed from that. What um, do you think is the biggest challenge of actually saying no to projects? Yeah, I think as an actor, and this is so true in, in most creative industries, but particularly as an actor in Los Angeles, there's, when you're coming up, it's a lot of fear. Fear, like, if I don't audition for this and I don't get this job, I'll miss my big break. Mm -hmm. Or if I say no, they'll never hire me again. They'll never <laughs> want to collaborate with me again. Um, it's like this mentality of scarcity. And it's hard to let go of that mentality of scarcity, even when you become relatively successful and working consistently, there's still remnants of that. I can't say no, I have to say yes, I have to do everything. Otherwise I'll never work again. This could be my last job. This could be my last job. Yeah. And 
that attitude is so counterproductive to being a good human and a good artist. But it takes a I understand why that attitude is there in myself and in my colleagues. And so it takes a minute to to awesome. Yeah, that's it. I think it's interesting that you, you you bring up that whole like the having to say yes all the time, you know, like especially if like if you're just starting out, you know, it, it's it's crazy how like we can get like a mindset like set into us and it just stays with us and it kind of it sounds like there was like some blinders set on you. So like when you when you first started getting into uh, acting like full time and that was like your your focus, you know, you you built up to a point where like you were getting all this steady work, but you kind of held on to that. And you were just getting more and more work. And it sounds like you were uh, you were just saying yes to like everything. And it just sounds like everything was starting to pile up to a point where you, it was almost uh, difficult for you to manage your your time, which was leading to that sense of 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 burnout. So when when the pandemic hit, was that and like everything shut down, you know, for a good chunk of time? Was that really the first time that you were able to sit back and go? I definitely needed this break. Yeah, I think, I think consciously every year the holidays would be that for me. Like from Christmas to New Year's, I would delete social media off my phone. <laughs> I would check my emails only like three times a day as opposed to every 20 minutes. Um, I would really try to be present with my family. So every year was like a mini reset. But then once January started, everything would come crashing back in and I yeah, felt yeah. like I was ready for it because I had taken those two weeks off but the pandemic you know it was a good three to four weeks where my industry was still trying to figure itself out and in a way I mean the world was trying to figure itself out we were trying to assess survival and risk and all these things that were so much bigger than our jobs mm -hmm. that it kind of I think forced a lot of people myself speaking for myself primarily it forced me to i know it's a cliche but like focus on what's really important and remember that i'm a human with a human body living in a human world and there's people in need and there's people suffering and you, you can get so myopic on your own hustle and focus that you can mm -hmm. kind of forget that, oh, I'm a human in a human society and people think differently than I do and act differently than I do. It's kind of being in a bubble and then the bubble burst for a little while. So it was a good time to just, it was probably the first time where I was forced to literally stay inside, sit down. I also, full disclosure, take a break. Take a break. <laughs> Well, I, I have to say what helped me take that break is I got COVID very early in the pandemic. Right. And so thankfully it was a very mild case, but it was still three weeks of, I just wanted to sleep the whole time. So it was like a long enforced break. Um, Do you feel that having that for like the break and that pause uh, forced upon you, uh, not just from getting COVID, but like just having like everything shut down. Do you feel like that, uh, gave you a different perspective as opposed to just, you know, that two weeks off that you would take yearly uh, because you were expecting it. Whereas like, you feel like not expecting this to happen and being forced into an, an uncomfortable situation that it brought you to kind of self-analyze a little bit more and like analyze the situation that you had been in. Totally, totally. A big part of it was not only the break, but once, you know, again, after three to four weeks, once my industry 
recalibrated itself and switched mm -hmm. to home recordings, it was a whole new set of analyzing. Like, okay, how are we going to make this work from home? Um, what's fair and unfair of my employers to ask of me to provide in this time? Mm -hmm. uh, what is fair schedule-wise or equipment-wise or work-wise? Um, and what is unfair? So it kind of forced, I feel, me and my industry to analyze Honestly, you see this upheaval happening in so many other industries. What is a fair working condition? What is a fair wage? What are fair expectations? And where can we all realize our human limitations? It, um, it's interesting that uh, this this situation and like the way that uh, you know the your side of the entertainment industry came back in. It sounds yeah. like it really it it forced you into a situation where you were uh, analyzing healthy boundaries like what is comfortable for you and i feel like that that's that's a, a really good uh being able to set healthy boundaries in any situation is, is a good skill to have because that's something you can take not only for like your work environment that's you know something you could put into your relationships with other people when you're in a, when you meet someone for the first time if you have like friends family and and whatnot so that that's that's a really interesting point that i think you're bringing up well i love that you brought up the boundaries with friends and family because so stuff that's not work related i think what the pandemic did more than ever too is it helped me clarify who are the key people in my life that in this time i want to see i want to spend time with uh who are the people who are there for me like who who are my friends who brought me groceries when i had COVID <laughs> and left them outside my door those people are going to be my friends for life um it helped to clarify you know, I'm a person who values social relationships. Mm -hmm. But I think when something happens in an emergency situation, you realize that your group of people that you know and you like to interact with really whittles down to a small inner circle of people who are um, really there for you. And I think it was really valuable to me to identify those relationships and treasure them and now as we're moving forward into a time where we're letting more and more people in again to not neglect but to really uphold and treasure that that inner circle of people um so that's been a really lovely realization for me too that uh, that I, I i'm not alone i have so many good people in my life here in los angeles and we survived this terrible thing together do you feel that uh prior to you know 2020 and like um when you were just focusing so highly on working all the time do you feel that uh getting closer to that feeling of burnout was uh affecting your personal relationships with these people yeah i last thing i prioritize is social life when i'm in work mode uh i can go for months without seeing friends that's a long time it's a really long time <laughs> a really long time but it's like interesting because you get social my social needs were slightly being taken care of because again i'm interacting with so many people on a, mm -hmm. on a daily basis so, so it's getting masked is what you're saying what it's, it's getting masked you're getting that social interaction but it's you're not getting that that deeper uh, satisfaction where like people yeah. you have those deeper more meaningful relationships so you end up at the end of the day being like wow i spent today with people but i feel really alone and misunderstood mm. and like uh, not listened to or not seen yeah. especially because the way you were describing it as being you know being an actor uh you're 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 basically uh 
an instrument, quote unquote, for these people. So it's like you're, you're fulfilling their needs for this product, but yeah. you as a person are not getting those emotional uh, needs that you, that, you know, you personally require in some sort of interaction with other people. Right, right. And praise only takes you so far, right? <laughs> it's good when people are like, oh, great job. I loved that. Like that feels good, but it isn't something to build your life upon. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, some, there's something different between going, oh, that's a great job. And like someone that knows you forever just gives you like your favorite batch of cookies that they made from scratch. Yeah. 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 Or tells you something that they did in their day, like trusts you with an intimacy and you feel like you can trust them and you don't have to be your best self around them. Like I love, I really treasure my friendships where I can just be like, <laughs> I don't have to be on. And that, like, I could be Zara. I could be Zara, whoever she is. <laughs> I forgot who she is. Oh, this is who she is. She's kind of cranky and that's okay. <laughs> Listen, everyone's cranky before their first cup of coffee. Like, totally understandable. I mean, or before their third. <laughs> or there you go. <laughs> um, I had a question. Totally just flew out of my head. Uh, oh, did your do you feel like your work ethic uh, started once you you began uh, doing voice acting uh, full time, or do you feel like that that sense of just wanting to have uh, work? Have, uh, started to build before you started like like in the actual work environment like we'd say back in like college or like even high school oh yeah um oh yeah something i noticed about my, so i i was you know raised in a south asian uh immigrant family household and um a huge 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 value that was imparted to us was the value of education and the value of curiosity mm -hmm. so i was very blessed with parents who nurtured curiosity like if I was interested in a topic, my mom would go take me to a museum or a talk or an event related to that, no matter what it was. Um, they really kind of wanted to like, oh, you're curious about this? Go learn everything you want to learn about it. Which is um, a really good, uh, it's a really good lesson, I think. So bravo to your parents. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, curiosity is one of those things where I don't know whether it's something that's innate or whether it's something you learn. Um, but I've met, I, I feel like curiosity is one of the biggest values that will take you far in life. If you can follow your own curiosity and not judge it, but follow it, it's going to tell you, teach you valuable lessons. Like um, yeah. So I was always a hard worker in school, but I admit I learned about myself pretty early, like around high school, college, I learned that if I'm interested in something, I will learn every little detail about it and I will get completely obsessed with it. But if I don't care about something, I will do the bare minimum to get a good grade, but <laughs> not really engage any further. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so this work ethic, I think, has served me well in a creative field because honestly, a lot of the business is not you doing the work, it's you looking for the work or interviewing or auditioning for the work mm -hmm. and connecting with people who can kind of put you in that network of people who are doing the work. It's all the maybe, behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and if you don't, as an artist, cultivate your business, as you well know, you're so good at this, JD. Oh, well, if you don't you. cultivate that part of it, the creative, it's not gonna give you as many opportunities to do the creative part, which you love to do. Um, so I feel like I've 
always been really interested in specifically the animation voiceover part of my business. And so that's served me really well. I have a great familiarity with the field I'm working in and love to nerd out about it a little bit. And so that just fuels me to work harder. And every opportunity I get to play in that world is so exciting to me. Every time I book a new show, even if it's a really small part, doesn't matter. I'm so excited to be working on a new show. Um, it's like a, it's almost like a, it's like it's a kid like, on Christmas. Yeah. Or, or I was a kid like, on your birthday. It's a like, gambler like, chasing a high of like hitting the <laughs> jackpot. <laughs> but I like yours better. Yours is nicer and uh, less addictive. Less about addiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's also little pretty bows and like shiny wrapping paper involved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting how it seems like, um, something that's, seen as like a positive thing which it definitely is is having this sense of curiosity that you want to fulfill and you want to keep gaining all this knowledge and you want to grow from there uh something like that that is such a you know a profound like positive in life in general if gone unchecked can lead to something uh as detrimental and uh difficult as as burnout so i I think it's it's an interesting dynamic that that you're you're pointing out here and uh you know i think it's it's also really important that I think that you're focusing on uh, how you came about to realize like what was going on. So like moving forward, now that you have this realization of, oh, I was working myself a little too hard and I was getting to a point where it was potentially going to be, you know, problematic. Do you feel that moving forward that you are going to be more uh, aware and more cognizant of your, your emotional and physical limitations? I can lie to you and say, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Please don't lie. (laughs) I'm going to be very honest with you and tell you, I feel that 2019 feeling creeping back in again, especially over the last couple months. It's been really busy. And I heard something recently that kind of blew my mind. Hmm? Um, I listen to a lot of financial podcasts for fun, like financial (laughs) Um, And I like to hear all different theories about how people like to manage their money or where to put money. And um, I was listening to David Ramsey uh, and he said the advice he gave to a caller who was in kind of a state of fear was Mm -hmm. the thing that'll move you out of fear is a system you have in place. Now I'm paraphrasing that a bit, but Mm -hmm. I like the idea that facts, data, a system of how you're going to approach things, that's what you can cling to in a time where you're emotionally feeling untethered. It's like, okay, um, so maybe, maybe, maybe I'm trying to devise, like a big thing is what do I say yes to? What do I say no to, right? So what are the parameters that are gonna make me say yes to a job? Um, if I'm being honest, it's compensation, right? Are they com- are they compensating at a competitive rate that's worth my time? Um, you know, to get into the weeds, are they union or non-union? In my industry, I'm union, and so I'm mm-hmm. not going to take a non-union job. Um, is there, uh, is this story, and then if, if, if let's say, let's say the, that the other conditions aren't met, is this story exciting in any way? Is there something I feel like, oh, I can really serve this story by helping to tell it? Um, whether that's from a cultural point of view, whatever it is, you know, is this going to be something that I can, uh, that resonates with me and kind of the message and values I want to impart to the world as an artist. So there's all these criteria, right? Mm -hmm. So the next time I get a request for something, 
um, or an offer, if I kind of go through my questions, I can feel good about the no or feel good about good about saying no or feel good about saying yes. And I don't want to ever say yes to anything anymore that I'm feeling lukewarm about. Like if it's not a heck yes, I don't want to say yes. Um, so that's like an idea of a system I can put in place. And the other thing is, frankly, you and I were just chatting about this before recording, keeping time and boundaries really precious, right? Like I don't yes, want to yes. work on the weekends. And yet, literally, I'm working tonight. It's a Sunday when we're talking. <laughs> but uh, again, the job met some other conditions. So it was like, yes, okay, I will say yes to this as long as I'm compensated fairly for extra time. So there's all these, I think what's going to help me going forward and what energy I'm trying to take into the next year is really putting a system in place. Now that also includes my team. I'm very lucky at this point in my career, very fortunate that I have a great team of reps, agent and manager. Mm. And I am really relying on those people to help me manage my time, my schedule, and really help me keep precious the times that need to be kept precious. Yeah, it's always um, good, especially as like an entertainer, you know, to like, to have those those people on your team that can help you look at things uh, with an unbiased opinion because you know, some you know something you've brought up a couple of times here is like you know when you're working on things you get emotionally attached to things or you just you get that drive of oh, I got to do more I got to do more you know it helps to have those people who are looking at what you're doing and looking at you as a business you know with an unbiased like emotional attach attachment and they're able to go hey maybe you should try this hey maybe you should take a break here here's some coffee have some scones you know take a fiver. <laughs> yeah. Or just even to remind you, my wonderful manager reminded me at our year end meeting, I think I was getting a little anxious about something. And he was like, you're good, dude. Like things are going really well. I'm like, oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I can take a breath. Um, just people in your corner to remind you, because again, you're, you don't know, you're always in scarcity mode. People to remind you like, hey, things are actually good. Take a minute. Um, and it's like, I don't know. It's it's a hard balance to strike, right? The balance of advocating and asking for things if you need them, but then mm -hmm. also the desire to not want to be seen as difficult to work with or or um, high maintenance. Um, there's a project I'm working on where they never book me for enough time. And it's taken a while for me to speak up and say, hey, in the future, let's try this going forward because this is what I need to deliver what you want. What you want in a in a manner that's helpful for everyone. And so it's it's like um it's recognizing when to self advocate and to not be afraid of that. Yeah, well, communication is key in literally any kind of relationship, whether it's you know professional, whether it's personal, uh, whether it's familial. So it's uh, I'm very proud of you for. You know, sharing that experience and sharing that story and saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to clearly share my concerns. It's scary, though, every time <laughs> like, me, I'm not allowed to want something. Am I? <laughs> How dare you want things? You are the talent. <laughs> uh, well, Zara, thank you so much for taking the time to share some of your insight. And uh, I think it's really important to find that work life balance in order to avoid burnout. You know, so thank you again for pointing out some of the things that you've gone through and some of the, the realizations that you have, you know, 
used to conquer your metaphorical battlefield. Thank you. Yeah, I my hope is that for anybody in a similar situation that feels a little kind of overwhelmed and approaching burnout, um, I mean, you have to find the things that are, you can't neglect your whole person. So like you have to find the things that are perpendicular, I call them perpendicular interests, like perpendicular to what your path is. So if I'm focusing on working out regularly, uh, you know, cooking, doing mm. things that as a human are both good for me and are not directly related to the industry I'm in, <laughs> I feel way more anchored and grounded. And the other big thing is don't neglect the people in your life. Agreed. Um, prioritize the people over the work when you can. It's just, it's... Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, like the work is just a thing, whereas the people... You know, people are going to be with you a lot longer than the thing that you're making. The people are your actual life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So again, thank you, Zara, for taking the time to chat. And thank you to everyone who is tuned in to watch this episode. If anyone watching finds that they are struggling with their mental health, please do not be afraid to reach out to your friends, your family, or a mental health professional. I'm going to place a link in the description of this video that will have some information and connections to further resources. And remember you always have the strength to conquer your battlefield.